Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Good. Anybody love baptism Sundays? Come on. There is nothing like a baptism Sunday, just seeing people that have said yes to Christ take that next step. And I don't know, I just, I love it. There is nothing, nothing like it. And I'm just, I get so encouraged, especially when I see the little ones, the little ones say yes and and make that decision. It's just, it's incredible. Uh, And I, I hope you're excited to be here in the house today. Come on, does anybody love your senior pastors, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Amy? Come on, can we just give it up for them real quick? real quick. I just, I know I love them. Uh, they're family, so there's a little extra love there, uh, but I'm just incredibly blessed to, to serve under them and just thankful for the opportunity to, to just be able to be here today and to, to share the word with you. And so I hope you're ready because you know what they say when the senior pastor's away, the youth pastor comes out to play. So, so buckle up. All right, get ready, get ready. I believe, uh, I believe God's got a word for you, uh, and I hope, uh, I hope you, you don't leave right away. All right, stick around, okay? I promise, I promise, don't leave. So let's pray. God, we just thank you for today. God, we just thank you for uh, just the opportunity to be here in your house, God, to, to just be in your presence, God. God, we're thankful that this is something that we get to do, God. And so, God, today... I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us, God, that our hearts would be open, that our hearts be, would be receptive to hear from you, God, and that, God, we would just use today as a day to take that next step, to go just a little bit deeper, to go just a little bit further into our relationship with you, God. And God, if we're not there yet, God, I pray that we would just have an encounter with you where we just meet you for the first time today. So God, we love you. God, we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, as I mentioned, look, I need you to stick around, all right? Don't leave, you're probably looking up at the screen and you're seeing these words that say, stop going to church, all right? Hear me out, all right? Don't leave yet, don't leave yet, stick around. I promise, I promise there's something to that, there's something behind that. Uh, And today we're gonna be looking in Psalm chapter 92. And I just wanna just kinda say something, kinda get it off the bat, is that if you take the word today and you apply it to your life, I can guarantee you that years from now, you'll look back on it and it will be a life-changing experience for you. And that's not, that's not an overstatement. What that is is that's a promise and a guarantee that's straight from the Word of God because how many people believe that God's Word is true, that God's Word is alive, that God's Word is active? And so that's His Word, that's His guarantee. I'm just putting it out there for you that if you can take that and apply it to your life, you're gonna look back and it's gonna be a day that I remember a day where things are changed. Because how many of you, how many of you know people that maybe you're kind of having a conversation with them or like, yeah, I go to church, you know, or or even I go to your church. And I, I know I've had conversations with people and I'm like, you go to my church? Like, wh- when did I see you? Like, where, where did I see you? Like, are you sure? Or, or you go on, you kind of have those conversations. Like, yeah, I go to church, but I kind of I kind of walk in the door and as soon as church's over, I slip right out. Or maybe I come, you know, once every couple of months, every, every few weeks, whenever I kind of get the chance, I go to church. And a lot of times when we kind of use the language, I go to church, it's kind of like I go to Starbucks or I, I, go, to, I go to a movie or I, I go watch a sports game. And that's not the intention in us going to church. It's not an, an, an event. It's not something that we attend. There's something more to that. And so what I want to challenge you with today, and we're going we're gonna to dive into it a little deeper, is that we've got to stop going to church. We've gotta stop going to church because the, the highest calling that God has for you in your life was never for you to go to church. 
Like that wasn't his highest calling for your life. Instead, he's called us to become more Christ-like, to live like him, to actually be the church, to be spiritually strong, to have an impact on other people, to, to love others, and to, to flourish. That's what he wants us to do. Instead of going to church, it's time for us to actually be planted in the house to be planted in the house and to actually be the church. And so we're gonna be looking in Psalm chapter 92 today. I'm gonna to begin in verse 12, and it'll be up there on the screen if you wanna follow along. But in Psalm 92, 12, it says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And I just wanna kinda of stop right there because we've got some good words in there. We've got some words that you don't really see too often. You've got the word flourish, all right? The righteous will flourish. And that's not a word that you hear a whole lot. I don't know really anybody that says, you know, hey, 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 Jim, how you doing today? I'm just flourishing. Like, I'm great. I'm doing good. Like, that's not language that we use. Like, my young guys here, that's not a pickup line that you use when you're kind of walking up to that girl. Like, yo, girl, you're flourishing today. Like, it doesn't work. Like, that's not, that's not a word that we typically use. But when you're talking about the word flourish, it, it kind of represents growing spiritually, we're strong in the faith, we're, we're maturing, and it's just, it's a word that God wants for us in our lives, but it's not a word that we really use too often. If it look, it says that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. All right, we got any, uh, any, any manly men's men out here that know all their trees and all their wood and all that stuff? If Pastor Steve was here, I know he knows, I know he knows all of his stuff. But we're gonna talk about trees for a minute. All right, we've got kind of two trees that are being represented here. We've got the palm and we've got the cedar. And so it says that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar. And when you look at a cedar, a cedar was a very durable type of wood. If you look in the Bible, you look in scripture at Solomon. When Solomon built the temple, he built the columns, he built the wall ceiling, he built it all with cedar because it's a very strong wood. It's a very durable wood. It's an attractive wood. It actually has a pleasant aroma as well. I don't know if anybody has an old cedar chest in, in your house, but they're durable and they got a nice little smell to it. So, so cedar is, is what it's saying. It's saying that we will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. When we look at the palm branch, the palm branches we see throughout scripture, it's a symbol of triumph. It's a symbol of victory. Uh, in the early Olympic games, palm branches were awarded to the winners. Uh, it was also when Jesus entered into Jerusalem. When we look at the triumphal entry, we see that everybody was waving palm branches. It was a, a symbol of triumph. It was a symbol of victory. And when you look at both of those, when you look at the, the cedar, when you look at the palm, they're both evergreens, which means that they're thriving. They're always producing throughout the year and they're flourishing. All right. And so we see that it says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Anybody thankful for fresh and green? Like that's something that we, that we wanna maintain, that we wanna keep. I know I went and got a haircut yesterday because I started to see too many grays going through. I'm trying to maintain the fresh and green. And so that's important, all right? But that's what it's saying. It says if we're planted there in the house of God, I'm thankful that it's, it's easy to cover up. If we're gonna be able to flourish. We're gonna be able to maintain that. But there's so many people that don't experience those good things. There's so many people that aren't flourishing, that aren't experiencing it. Instead of flourishing, they're, they're maybe spiritually dry. 
Instead of thriving, maybe we're emotionally withering. Instead of being connected, maybe we're just struggling relationally. We just have trouble connecting with other people. Instead of prospering, maybe we're experiencing a lot of financial pressure, a lot of financial stress where things are just not really working out in our lives. And instead of being fulfilled, we're, we're just in that place where we're still just kind of searching for, for meaning. We're searching for purpose. We're still trying to find and figure out what matters and, and what's important in life. And there may be some of you that are here today, like you're here, look, I'm, I came to church. I'm here, but maybe you're thinking to yourself, like I'm just, I'm really not flourishing. Like it, I, I'm not really seeing a lot of that fruit. And what I want you to do today is I really want you to think of your life as a seed. All right, just think of your life as a seed, just a tiny little seed. And when you, when you look at a seed, when you think about a seed, Every seed has a tremendous amount of potential, okay? There is potential in a seed. There's potential to grow. There's potential to multiply. There's potential to thrive. And there's an incredible potential to produce fruit. But just like there's positive potential in a seed, there's also a lot of negative potential with that as well because if that seed is not planted, you have the potential to be unfruitful, you have the potential to be dormant. You have the potential to be unproductive. You have the potential to be barren. And so when we look at a seed and all the potential that's associated with it, the most important thing you can do with a seed is plant it, okay? A seed has to be planted. A seed can only grow if it is planted. And when we look, we look, we have the, the parable that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 13, where we look at the parable of the farmer, the parable of the sower, and he talks about the seed. He remember, he said that there was that one seed that, that fell along the path, all right? And what happened with that seed? That seed, the birds just came along, they just kind of scooped that seed up and it never reached its potential. Okay, the second seed, it fell in the soil, but it just fell in shallow soil. And so what happened with that seed is that seed, it initially began to sprout up a little, but when the sun came down and the sun beat on that seed, it just withered away and it lost all of its potential there. So it started, it had a chance, but the sun came in and it was planted shallow and it just didn't work out. And there was that third seed, that third seed that was planted, it kind of started to take root and it started to sprout up, but there were a bunch of thorns and thistles and everything else that just kind of choked that seed out. All right, when we look at scripture, we see that that can be associated with the worries of life. Okay, we all got it. Those problems, those issues, those situations, the, you, the, the job loss, the, the, the sickness, the diagnosis, the things that come in that just kind of choke out everything that it seems like God's doing in our life. And so we see that there's a lot of potential in seed. There's a lot of potential in your life. And what we wanna do is we wanna make sure that we are that fourth seed, that fourth seed that we see, it fell in good soil. And when it fell in good soil, we see that that, crop, that seed produced, that that seed multiplied. And scripture tells us that it multiplied 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. There is so much potential for growth and multiplication in a seed that is planted in good soil. And so we know that a seed that is planted in the house will flourish. That's what scripture says, that a seed planted in the house will flourish. And what I, what, what I kind of see and what I kind of think is, a lot of us, we, we, we take our seed and we come into church on Sunday and we kind of take it, we, we, we stick it in our little pot of soil, we, we sprinkle a little bit of water on it, but when we leave on Sunday, 
we take our, we take our seed out of our pot and we take it back home with us. All right, we come back Sunday and we, we stick it in the pot again, we pour a little more water on it, then we take it back home. Like, what are we doing? Like, that seed is never going to grow and it's never going to reach its potential if the only thing that we're doing is going to church with it. All right, there's so much more, there's so much more than just going to church because we see going to church is not the same thing as being planted. It's not the same thing as going, as being planted. And, and some of us that, that go to church, that kind of use that language, a lot of times the conversation might be this, like, hey, hey, babe, do you, do you think we're going to go to church this weekend? Uh, well, I don't know. What do we have going on on, on Saturday? Are we going to be out late? Do we have plans Sunday afternoon? Like, are we going to do that? Like, like we're always like trying to see if church is going to fit into our schedule for the weekend. But when we're planted, we never even say things like that. It's never a question like, hey, are we going to church this weekend? It's, it's we are going to church this weekend. Are we gonna have time for anything else? Like we're planted, it's not something that we question, it's not something that we think about because God's church becomes a part of our lives. It becomes a part of who we are, it becomes our identity. The church is no longer a place for us to go, it's no longer a destination, it's no longer about a building, but it's about us, it's about the people because we are the church. When we look at the, the, the Greek word for, for church, it's ecclesia, it means assembled, it means we're gathered together, but then we're called out. So yes, we do come together and we do gather together, but we also have a mission to go out and to be the church outside of these walls to everybody that's around us. Listen, it's important for you to be here, all right? It is important for you to be here in the house. If you're watching online, like we love that you're watching online, but we would love to have you here in the house with us. It's important, like there, listen, there's nothing wrong with, with, with watching a service online or listening to podcasts, but look, as a father, when I'm having a conversation with my family or having a conversation with my kids, what I would not want to do is I would not want to only communicate with them through text message or a video recording. Like I want to be in their presence. I want to be face to face with them. I want to have that connected, that, that personal feel, that personal relationship. And that's what God wants and desires for each and every one of us to be in his presence, to be here in his house, to be around everyone else. When we're planted, we no longer are just spiritual consumers where we're just coming in to kind of, hey, what can I get for me? And then, and then we just go about our lives. It's we're spiritual contributors where we realize that God has given each and every one of us, he's given us gifts, he's given us talents, he's given us so many things that we can use, not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of others, for the benefit of his church. And we see when we're looking at, at, at this situation, there, there, there's kind of, there's two types of people. All right, you've got people that, that, that go to church and you've got people that are planted in the church. When we look at, at one situation, one scenario, one person, you say someone goes to church. All right, I go to church and you hear them talking about like, man, I just had such an amazing experience today. Like the, the message really spoke to me. Worship was just so powerful and so moving. And then someone came and they, they prayed with me and it was just an amazing experience. And so I just feel like I'm changed from that. But what, what, what ends up happening is that person never really gets plugged in. That person never really gets connected afterwards. And several years down the road, you see that that person rarely goes to church. 
things in life maybe aren't going the way that they, they hope they would. Maybe they're, they're having some struggles and, and they're, 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 just, they're just going through some stuff. They're kind of spiritually shaky. And yes, maybe they, they, they believe in God. Maybe they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but they're not flourishing because they never plugged in. They never got planted in the house. When you look at that same person that, that, that went to church, they had the experience, they had the encounter, they, they just really felt that God was doing something, they felt the change in their life, and they began to form relationships with people there. They began to get, get plugged in, they began to get connected, and you look five years down the road, they're, they're super involved, they're super connected, all right? They're experiencing the presence of God, their relationships are rich, they're, they're making a difference, they're making an impact, they're fulfilled, they've got joy, they've got purpose, and they are flourishing in the house. Now, I'm not saying that, hey, look, just because you get planted and you, you, you dig your roots in deep in the church that the storms of life aren't gonna come. All right, trouble is still going to come. As long as we are here in this world, we are still going to encounter and we're still going to face things. But when you are planted, it becomes easier. All right, when you are planted, it becomes easier because your life is a seed, and in order for it to grow, it has to be planted. Because when you're planted, when you take your life and you plant it in your relationship with Christ, when you plant it in the church, there's a couple things that are gonna happen. The first thing that happens is your roots are gonna grow deep. All right, when you are planted, your roots will grow deep. It says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse eight, it says, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. That's, a, that's an encouraging word right there, that such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by months of drought. Come on, anybody got some heat in their life? Come on, we've all got heat, we've all got those trials, we all have those seasons, we all have those, those issues and things that we go through. And it says that those trees that are planted, whose roots are dug deep, they're not bothered in those fiery trials, they're not bothered in those situations, they're not shaken, they're not rattled, we're still producing fruit. I can remember, I can remember a, a message not too long ago where Pastor Jonathan was talking about the redwood trees out in California. Anybody ever been out there and you, you've seen those massive redwoods? All right, those are, some, those are some big trees out there. Out in Redwood National Park, you've got literally the tallest living things in this earth. Those trees out there are as tall as a 30-story building. Like, that's a big tree. I don't understand how or why a tree would need to get that big, but they are, all right? It's as tall as a 30-story building. Some of them are three stories wide. Like, you could, you, could, you could drive multiple cars through them, and they do. But they're massive trees. But when you look at those trees, the root system in those trees is probably the most impressive thing about them. Just the roots in those trees, the lateral kind of system of them can go 100, 150 feet out. So you've got this 30-story this tall tree, and you've got roots that are just going everywhere, like they're going all over the place. Then the roots, if you go underground, you were to look at it, you'd see that the roots of those trees are all intertwined with each other. They all kind of weave in and out. So you've got a 30-story tree here and a 30-story tree there, and all their roots are connected. And so that root system that's underground is actually what supports the growth of the tree above the ground. It's because they have roots that are planted deep, because they're intertwined and interconnected with one another, it allows the growth that happens that you see on the surface. Each tree holds each other up, 
each tree needs each other to survive. That's what the church is supposed to be like, people. That's what the church is supposed to be like. We're supposed to be these massive redwoods that have an interconnected root system going underground so that we support each other, so that we hold each other up, so that we don't have to worry about the trials that come. We don't have to worry about the seasons of drought that come because we are connected and holding each other up underground. That's what God wants for you. God wants you to flourish. He wants you to have that community. He wants you to have that family. He wants you to have that system so that when life comes, you've got somebody else holding you up. You've got somebody else helping you. Because listen, probably this week, you're gonna face trials. You're gonna face opposition. You're gonna face doubts. You're gonna have some struggles. You're gonna have some things that you're dealing with. You're gonna encounter some people. All right, you're probably gonna encounter some crazy people. If you don't encounter some crazy people, you might be that crazy person. <laughs> but it's gonna happen. Like, you are going to encounter and face those situations. And I can tell you that if you have to face situations like that alone, you're vulnerable. You're exposed. You're, you're, in, you're in a place of weakness. And I can tell you that, that the enemy, that the devil, he doesn't care if you just go to church. Like, he doesn't care. That does not bother him at all. But he wants you to believe that you don't need the church. He wants you to believe that you don't need to be planted in the church. He wants you to believe that you don't need to be rooted in the church because what he wants to do is he wants to isolate you. Because we know that he has one mission, and it's to steal, it's to kill, and destroy. And if he can get you alone, it's an easy job for him. You're easy pickings. But when you're connected, when you have that underground root system of people that are supporting you, of people that are holding you up, good luck. Good luck, Satan. All right, we're coming. We're here. We're ready. All right, because when we're planted, our roots grow deep. Our roots grow deep when we are planted, but also when we're planted, our roots grow produce fruit, all right? Our roots produce fruit. In Jeremiah 17, 18, looking back at that, it says, with roots that reach deep into the water, such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That's the beautiful thing because when we are planted, we produce fruit. And Paul talks all about that fruit in the book of Galatians. We see that what? The fruits of the Spirit, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those things are what we're able to produce. And the beautiful thing about that is that fruit that we produce, it's not just for us, all right? It's not just for us because that love that we have, it overflows. That joy that we have, it spreads. That peace that we have is an attractive thing that people are looking for. There's a lot of people in this world that are looking for peace. And they're looking for it in all the wrong places. What they need to see is they need to see the peace that you have. They need to see the peace that passes all understanding because the world's gonna try to make it make sense, but we have a peace that surpasses understanding, all right? We have kindness that, that blesses other people. We have faithfulness that can be a strengthening and encouragement to other relationships. And when we use that fruit, that fruit that, that, that God produces within our lives, when we use it for other people and we don't just keep it to ourselves, like it is incredible to be able to be used by God, 
to be used by him, to use those gifts that he's given us, to use the fruit that he's given us. It is just such an encouragement. And like especially on today with it being a Say Yes Sunday where we're talking about different ways that you can serve, different ways that you can get plugged in, there is just a joy and a thrill of being used by God, of serving in God's house. I just want you to think about it. There are so many things kind of working behind the scenes to make that possible. And I just want you to kind of think about maybe the first time that you walked in the doors here at Hope Point. Maybe when you, when you initially pulled up and you were, you were greeted in the parking lot. For somebody, maybe that was the first time they had been spoken to in weeks. It could have been the first time they were spoken to in weeks, but it started right there with just a simple, hey, how are you doing in the parking lot? And when you walk through the doors and, and you're greeted by, by, by several people and, hey, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you could make it. Or, or even just, just walking over and, and getting a free cup of coffee, man. Come on, like that's, that's a blessing in itself right there. That is a blessing. But there are just so many different ways that we can use our gifts and our talents and our abilities and the fruit that God has given us to overflow and be a blessing to others. To spend, you know, 45 minutes on a Sunday morning just sitting and pouring in to the lives of kids in a classroom. Like that's, that, that's something that you can't even put a price tag on. It's just to, to know that you're, you're, you're speaking and that you're making a difference. When you, and you see it, when you see a kid taking the next step in their relationship with Jesus Christ, getting baptized, like that, that's things like that happen because you said yes. Because you answered that call, because you're planted, because you're plugged in here in the church. And I, I just, I get so encouraged, especially when I see young kids making those decisions. And a lot of times it's because as parents, you made the decision to get planted in the house. You made the decision to be planted and your kids grew up knowing that. It was never a, a burden or an inconvenience for them to go to church. They knew that church is, is who we are, like it's what we do. And it's just, it's incredible when we're able to get plugged in, when we're able to, to just realize that God has given us so many gifts, so many talents, and so many things that we can use for, for not our glory, but for his glory. All right, people are, people are looking for all kinds of peace and all the wrong kinds of places. We got the best drug there is right here. Just that, just that, that thrill of being used by God and just seeing the way that, 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 that we can make an impact that we can make a difference, and, and I'm hoping today I can get you hooked, all right? I'm hoping I can make some, make, some, make, some, make some church addicts in here today. We got it, all right? We're gonna get hooked because we're not just saved from our sins, but we're saved for the glory of God. We're saved for Him, and so maybe you're here today and you're asking yourself, how can I get more planted? Like, how can I dig my roots just a little bit deeper? We have a, a team full of people here that want to get you plugged in, that want to get you connected. And so I wanna encourage you, like, look, if you've been visiting for a, a couple weeks or, or you've been coming for, maybe you've been coming for months or years and you've never gone through the journey yet, I wanna encourage you to, to head, you can go to hopepoint.info right now and you can sign up for the journey because we wanna tell you more about who we are as a church. We wanna help you get fitted, we wanna help you get plugged in, we wanna help you get connected. That's the first step that you need to take right there and, and how can I get more planted? We've got tables that are gonna be all in the gym after service today of different teams within the church that have needs. And I can guarantee you that there is something for everyone. Again, from the parking lot to the car.
Crispy Bar to, to service greeters. If you like to clean, we've got, we've got, we've got a team for that too. If you, if you like neatness, you like cleanliness, now here it's next to godliness, but if that's you, like we've got a place for you too. If you wanna jump in and you wanna serve kids, like we've got that for you too. There are so many different ways that you can get plugged in and you can get connected. And the first thing for you to do is to head over to those tables right after service and find a place that fits for you. In the next week or two, we're gonna be talking about connect groups, all right? It's always connect group time here at Hope Point because we believe that you need to be connected, all right? We don't want you isolated. We don't want you trying to do life alone. And so when signups for connect groups come, make sure you jump in. Make sure you join a connect group. Join multiple connect groups, all right? Make sure you, you know, save a little time to spend with the, with, with the family, but still, join multiple connect groups. Jump in to as many as you can. But what I also wanna do is I wanna encourage you, like, look, if you don't feel like you can get planted here at Hope Point, if you've tried it and you, 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 maybe you just don't feel like it, it's working out, that it's the right fit, the important thing is for you to be planted and connected in a church, all right? Now, we are biased. We do think that we're one of the best. But if you don't feel like Hope Point is the place for you, like, look, we're willing to help you find a church that would be a good fit. But I do wanna encourage you, like if you do find the perfect church out there, please do not go to it. You will mess it up, all right? You will mess it up. Look, there is, there is no such thing as a perfect church, all right? They do not exist because churches are full of people, all right? And as long as churches are full of people, they're gonna have their flaws. They're gonna have their imperfections because we're all sinners. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But the important thing is that we recognize that, that we come together and we just allow God to use us in spite of it. That's the beautiful thing about God is that he uses us in spite of us, all right? And so what we've gotta do, we've gotta stop going to church, all right? We've gotta stop going to church and we have to get planted. We have to put our roots down. We have to dig a little bit deeper because it's really hard for us to, to battle and combat all the things that we face and all the things that we deal with on a daily, on a weekly basis, if we just kind of show up once a month, maybe twice a year. Come on, Christmas and Easter are big here, but there are other Sundays. We do have other Sundays there. Now, I wanna encourage you, and I wanna, I wanna challenge you, because I think there's some of us that probably on a given week, we spend more on coffee than we do giving back to God. We spend more time scrolling on our phones through Instagram in a single day than we do serving in the house in an entire month. Like, come on, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I might step on a couple of toes, but, but it's true. The reality is, is that there are so many things that we can do better. There's so many things that, that we can do different, that we have to realize that, that we have a mission, that we have an objective, like we are the church, we are the, the body. We're called to gather together, but we're also called to go out, and so we have to make sure that we are using the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given us for his glory, and we're not just serving ourselves. We've gotta make sure we're serving others. And so maybe, you, maybe you've been there, though, you're like, man, I, I tried to plug in. I tried to get connected. I tried to, to plant those roots and it just didn't work out. Listen, trees don't grow overnight, all right? Trees do not grow overnight. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time. And so there's, there's some things that seeds need in order for them to grow, in order for them to flourish. Seeds need soil, seeds need light, seeds need water, 
Seeds need temperature and seeds need time. Okay, they need soil. They need, they, need, they need a heart. They need a heart that's ready. They need a heart that's receptive. They need light. Scripture tells us that God's word, it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. They need water. Come on, Jesus is the living water. He is the living water. They need temperature. When the fire of the Holy Spirit starts to, to warm that seed that gets planted within your heart, and it needs time, all right? It takes time. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, all right? The next best time is today, all right? The best time for you to have gotten planted in the church was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. We have to stop going to the church. We have to be planted. We need to be planted in the house of God. And his word says that we will flourish, all right? That we will thrive, that we will just be able to, to just move in an incredible direction when we are planted in the church. When those storms come, when the worries of life come, it says that we will not be bothered. It says that we will not be shaken. Look, they're gonna come, but when we have that interconnected root system, that support system, that family to hold us up, there is nothing that can shake us because our God is good, amen? Amen, so what I wanna do is I wanna just kinda challenge you in this moment, I wanna, I wanna challenge you to just kinda ask yourself where you're at right now. Like, are you connected? Are you planted? When you woke up this morning, did you just kinda walk out the door like, hey, we're going to church. But then when you leave here today, you're gonna walk over to your little pot, you're gonna kinda pick your seed up, put it in your pocket, and take it back home with you, and try again next time. Like, come on, I, I, that's, not, that's not how it needs to be. I don't think that that's how God wants it to be for you and your life. And so I wanna challenge you today that if you're not planted, if you're, if you're just kinda casually going to church, I wanna encourage you again, if you can take what the word of God says, if you can take those words in Psalm 92 where it says that those that are planted in the house of God will flourish. Hey, again, that's a promise. And if you can take that step today, I guarantee you, you'll look back on today as a day that just forever changed the trajectory of your life. Maybe not just the tra trajectory of your life, but the life of your family, the life of your spouse, the life of your kids, the life of your kids' kids. Like it all starts when you say yes to Jesus, but he wants us to be planted. He wants us to, to grow our roots down deep. And so what I wanna ask you right now, just with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just wanna ask you like to, to just have an honest conversation with yourself. And if you would say today, right now, that, that I'm not really planted. I've been coming to church, I've been, I've been going, but I'm not really planted. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want you to just lift your hand right now. I just want you to raise your hand and say, you know what, I, I'm not really connected. I'm not really plugged in. I believe that, that God has, has more. And if you're unsure about that, I can guarantee you, you're probably not connected. And so God, I just thank you for, for everyone that was, that was bold enough to, to just say, hey, I, I can do a little bit better. God, that you have more for me, that, that you want and desire for me to be planted in your house. God, I just pray that you would just begin to move on our hearts, that you would begin to move in our lives, that you would show us that life is so much better when we're planted in the house of God. And so God, we just pray that you would do what only you could do. 
that you would begin to to reshape our thinking that you would begin to to transform our hearts and that you would get us planted in your house and maybe there's somebody here in this room today we're talking about, you know, if you, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to be planted in the house. Maybe there's somebody here today that would say, you know what, I've been coming to church for a long time, but I've never actually started a relationship with Jesus Christ. Or, or maybe this is the first time that you're hearing about that. You see, as humans, we, we all make mistakes. We all have things that we do in our life that, 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 that just don't add up. And our, and our conscience kind of tells us that and lets us know that. And the Bible talks about that and calls it sin. And the Bible also says that, that the penalty for our sin, the, the, the thing that, that happens because of those mistakes that we make in our life, it says that it is punished by death. But there is a God and that God created this entire world. Everything that, that we see comes from him. And what he did is because he loved you so much, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die in your place so that you could have forgiveness for your sins, so that you could have a brand new start, so that you could be saved, so that you could have a relationship with him and so that you could flourish in life, so that when storms come, when, when trials come, when seasons change, like you can remain strong. And if you're here in the room today and you're like, man, today's the day that I, I think I need to start a relationship with Jesus. I just wanna encourage you with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want you to lift your hand right now that says, you know what, before I can be planted, I need to start a relationship with Jesus. I need to say yes to him. I want to be saved from my sins. I want forgiveness. I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning. If that's you again today, just lift your hand right now. What I wanna do is I just want us all as a church to, to just say a prayer right now, to maybe encourage somebody that made that next step that said yes to you. Just say, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I've made mistakes, but today I turn to you. I start a relationship with you and I make you my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. My life is now yours. In Jesus' name, amen.